0: Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together.
1: Hey guys, Amir Ryder here with the Transform Sales Podcast. I have my guest, CEO and founder of SuperVirtual.com, Andrew David. Andrew, pleasure uh, having you on the show today.
0: Hey, thanks, Slotta, Amir. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man. Where, where are you got where are you calling in from today? You know, we have we got a global marketplace of of uh, sales agencies spread out everywhere where, where are you based?
0: so I'm, I'm based in Europe at the moment our company's actually based over in the States though that's where my business partner is also uh, in Louisville Kentucky
1: Awesome so you're in the, you, so you cover you' you're the EMEA guy and then you got the States guy who's your partner which is which is great I, I love the fact that we live in this modern world where there's kind of no limitations anymore to where you can be um which, which is awesome so just to, to keep uh context for the show you know the people listening to the show are you know b2b companies that are either considering outsourcing their sales campaigns generate qualified meetings or um they've done it before and they failed and they want to learn what they can do better and and really just highlighting for the people listening you know, the, the natural uh, tendencies and mistakes that buyers and sellers make when, when doing business. But obviously, before we get into that question, we'd love for you to maybe just do a quick introduction, let, let everybody know who's listening, you know, how, how you got into the outsourcing sales business, how, how, you know, how you, how you got, you know, why, what are you doing here? Like what's Like What brought you here into this industry?
0: Yeah, for sure, man. So like you said, I think working remotely, um, that was that was one of the big drivers for me. Um, I started out in marketing, I had a marketing agency kind of pre-COVID, um, we were doing okay. Uh, just, I think marketing wasn't, um, it wasn't my, my niche. I didn't want to stick around there too long. Um, I started doing more phone sales, um, just for kind of lots of different campaigns, um, uh, different kind of offers, different niches. And, um, I realized there was a big opportunity there. That's um, that's when I also, at the same time, I, I met my business partner, Brad, and it just kind of happened by accident. You know, this whole um, getting into uh, the agency model, what really happened was um, we started hiring um, freelancers, right, mainly from the Philippines. Um, and what we saw was that as we started to, um, you know, once we dialed in our offer and we knew um, who we were selling to, um, it was a lot easier to not only work with them, but to to get pretty much the same results for a fraction of the cost. You know, um, sometimes even better results. Uh, one thing led to the next, and that's really um, how we came about. You know, over time, um, we tinkered a little bit with the hiring process. We figured out, you know, how to spot a bad apple. How to find, you know, cream of the crop, so to speak, um, you know, sourcing candidates, screening them. And we've refined that to a point where now we have a well-oiled machine and we're able to actually, you know, find that top 1% of candidates and place them, you know, for an affordable price.
1: That, that makes a lot of sense. I love the fact that you, you were hitting the phones yourself. Um, I find that some of the best agencies are led by leaders who are experts at the craft themselves. So kudos kudos to you uh, with picking up the phone.
0: Yeah, you, you got to start out with the grind, right? That's uh, that's how you get it going in the early yeah, stages for sure. I, I,
1: I agree with you. I'm like I'm a big fan of uh, executing uh, the work at a high level before ever you know fixing problems. You got to fix your own problem, then you then you help other people, um, which which is awesome. Now you, you know for 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 all this time that you've been in the industry, um, I'd love to talk really about. What you've seen and what you've experienced for as a seller, from buyers that that come, you know, land on your website, they get introduced, they book time with you, you know, what what mistakes are buyers making? Uh, what comes to mind first, just off the top of the head?
0: Um, well, there's there's so many things, right? Um, I, I think the the number one mistake, if we, if we start from there, it would be. Um, they don't have a product market fit. I feel like that's really number one. Um, they just don't know who they're going for. They don't know, you know, what um, how ha- how to approach them. You know, with what um, uh, with what medium. And it's not really the job of the agency to figure that out. Like um, a an owner needs to know, you know, what what's their target. Um, because we're not consultants, right? We're we're really just we're coming in and we're working with. Um, something that they've got in place to then make that better, right? But we can't decide that for them. It's really a choice well, it's not, that... it's not that you um,
1: can't. It's that that's not the service you're offering. And, and it's a gap, right. right? Like if you didn't do Correct. market validation and you're skipping a step and you're going from... I never actually validated my offer. I never validated my channels. But I expect an outsourced sales agency to both get an ROI... And execute—it's kind of ludicrous, right? Um, yeah, which I've seen too. So I, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you there. And I think it's nice that you said it. You're like, hey, we're not consultants, right? Um, and and that's that's an interesting thing because I, I, I what I find, and I'm sure you experience too, is that you know buyers are almost in a way scared of consultants, but they don't have the expertise. I've seen I've seen companies, and I, I keep bringing it up on these podcasts because it was like happened last week, where um, somebody from our marketplace was hired for a company that raised the Series B, sixty five mil. It's a fintech company, fintech as a service, and they hired this SDR who I know to to be an SDR manager. But once he started working, he he realized that there was he was actually he was actually testing out the offers, the phone scripts, he was making it all at the same time. And this, this SDR is this a 30 year old guy, he couldn't sleep. He was like, Amir, you know, I can't fail. I, 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 I don't know why I can't meetings. And I was like, and I said to him, I was like, dude, I was like, you're not a sales consultant. I was like, it is not your job to find out product market fit and do messaging. And what happened was the CEO was just use the word, he's cheap. C H E A P cheap. The guy raised sixty five million. He's bragging about a Series B, which basically means he ran out of money in Series A. Instead of hiring a sales consultant that you know they they charge who who knows five fifteen k a month, they're all different, right? Instead of hiring an expert, you know, a guy who's been there, done that before, he's trying to hire an SDR, <laughs> thinking that he can cold call and get meetings for a, a product that costs a hundred k. So I think, I think what you just said is something that I, I, I see daily. I've experienced it recently. and it's like this kind of gap where because people typically consultants are expensive or you know, they're not it, it's a little bit it's harder to buy hire the right consultants, right? People are skipping that whole step. They're skipping a consultant building out their, their process and they're skipping market validation. And they're going right to hiring employees or right to hiring outsourced uh, agencies. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. What what do you think? What do you think is a uh, a potential cure for that that symptom?
0: Well, um, look on, on the flip side, I think um, there's there's nothing wrong with with going straight to market and just testing things out, right? Especially early stage, you want to be testing out offers as much as possible. I get that. Um, I think. I think maybe, um, buyers, they just need to be more aware of, you know, what, what, what the expectation is, what, what is the KPI here? What are they looking to accomplish? Because, um, if you don't have a great product market fit, if you're still kind of very early stage or you're testing out new offers, you need to have some room for flexibility. You've got to be willing to test things out and and maybe be okay with understanding that, um, there's a process involved. And, and, you know, if, if, if if the SDR is going to wear those shoes um, of the consultant as well, then you got to have you got to go have the time and the budget to to work with them through that that process, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And and the bottom line is that you can get market validation from an outsourced sales agency. It's just that if you focus on this concept of having an ROI, you're really focusing on the wrong deliverables because. You know right. the, the, what the deliverables are are market market validation. Did they like your offer? Yes or no. Did your messaging resonate with the CFO like you thought it would, or is it resonating more with the CEO? Right. Like these are experiments that you either know or you don't know, and you have to line up the message and the channel and the timing. Right. So if 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 people were coming in for a market validation campaign, and it was sold the right way, being like this is what the outcomes will be, and if We are correct with our assumptions. If we're correct that this offer is going to resonate with so-and-so and and that this, then there could be an ROI on these, uh, on the actions. But if there's not, then the information that you get is valuable because now you're able to make adjustments before scaling, right? Like who wants to hire more sales reps and hire more outsourced sales companies on a process that doesn't work or is not efficient,
0: right? That's it. Yeah, that's I mean, you need to have a proven sales process in place. I think you have got to have um some some kind of a goal in place as well like what's the deliverable there needs to be clear expectations because I think a lot of people they approach us and I don't know they are they're, they're expecting miracles maybe um which you're being is fine polite. but again you're being polite right right <laughs> definitely so this is the thing you know we really we really got to dial in on the expectations and um you know um really the timeline as well of of what you're trying to get done. Do you
1: think it's also kind of part of like this, this instantaneous gratification culture that we live in where it's like, you can literally just connect with anyone across the world and, and buy goods and services. So it's kind of like everybody is uncomfortable talking about market validation because it's not sexy. And it's like not sexy to be like, Hey, we're going to try these things and it might not work. And we're going to make adjustments. And it's much sexier to be like, yeah, we're going to get you 15 meetings. We're going to make you a lot of money. And like, people are just after that shiny object because they're not patient and and our culture just lacks patience.
0: For sure. For sure. That, that, that adds to it. Um, I think it's, um, it's an easy, (laughs) it's an easy way to just think that, you know, you can hire someone and fix all your problems. Right. But a lot of these companies they don't realize that' it's, it's kind of like tip of the iceberg right there's so much going on under the surface which again if we come and we see that' there's, um, there isn't a clear process in place there's only so much we can do only so much we can work with so
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah. so, I'll tell you right now I've been interviewing uh, sales outsource agency leaders I'm super excited because there's a lot of consistency with what everyone's saying. And I, I want people to listen and to start understanding that like, if I interview 40 owners of outsource sales agencies and they're all saying the same, the same thing, like maybe you should listen to it, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe peel back the onion and maybe, maybe Google things like market validation. Well, you know, why should I do a market validation campaign? What is a market validation campaign? Right? Like, like maybe it's time to kind of kind of open your, open your ears because, I think the biggest fear of any buyer is that they're going to pay for, you know, three to six months of work and not have an ROI. And I think the biggest fear of every seller is that if you don't give a buyer what they want to hear, they'll go to somebody else and you'll lose the business, right?
0: Correct, Correct. yeah.
1: I think it's time that we stop doing that as much as we can because it's, it's hurting both the buyer and the seller um but yeah i definitely agree i agree with that right it's 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 we can we could talk for an hour and a half about that one point because it goes so deep and and maybe we will another another show but just to keep it rolling what what other what's the what's the other what other problems or or mistakes or buyers making on top of just you know not really understanding what type of campaign you know let's call this let's call this problem the wrong campaign, right? Like coming in for an ROI when you should be coming in for market validation, right? Like that's problem number one. They, they just they they're just they're skipping steps, right? They want the end result. They want a buyer that's happy, but they don't have the middle. And that's that's the main problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give a checkbox and, and say to you that, that I support that as something that I've seen as well. Um, what else have you seen?
0: I think um, aside from that Definitely another big one is, um, a lack of systems. I feel as though a lot of business owners approach us. Um, they they don't have systems in place. Like they don't track their numbers. They don't, um, you know, there's no, um, transparency into, into the sales process and maybe they expect us to just kind of, you know, like I said before, wave a wand and, um, work miracles. But, um, I feel like, yeah, CRM is obviously um, basic, right? You've got to have a CRM. Um, beyond that, though, there should also be, um, the, you know, the, if they have solid numbers to work with um, that we can work off, then at least we know that um, their expectations would be uh, realistic or not. You know, what are they, again, what, what's their ultimate goal? Are they looking, you know, for an ROI? Are they looking for the validation? Where did
1: you get this number 15? Everybody's got 15 meetings stuck in their head. It's like as if it's like what the cool kids are doing, right? But if right. you don't have market validation and you never went through the process yourself, where the fuck are you getting this number 15 from?
0: Correct. Correct. And, and this is the problem is that um, if, if you're not tracking those numbers, um, even from the early stages – it, it, it just brings us back to, um, to the same problem of, of you know, we're, we're back to kind of square one uh, and back into the, into the validation. So I think another big thing is um, you've got to track your numbers, right? You've got to track every, um, every single thing that you can track. It should be tracked um, as, as a process, right? Like how, how many um, calls does it take to get a meeting? How many meetings does it get, um, you know, to get a sale? Um, and obviously that, that, that's overly simplified, but, um, you know, there's different stages to the process, right? Um, that needs to be mapped out even on a basic level. Yeah. Uh, otherwise uh, it's, re- it's really difficult.
1: How, how big do you think the, the metric of how many times did a rep follow up with the lead post meeting booked, um, and conversions play into a campaign? But how, is that like something that's, that's, that's critical and overlooked? Or what other KPIs do you think are the, the the big ones that people are missing?
0: Yeah, that's a great one. Say, I mean, they always say, you know, the gold is in the follow-up, right? It's true. I think from what we've seen in, in our personal numbers, I'll tell you this, that um, the average sale will happen after, um, I, I think it's the eighth or ninth contact attempt, Um so definitely, yeah, you know, you can't just expect to e- even if you're working with the best marketing company in the world, you can't expect um, a lead to convert first or second time. You've got to speak. You've got to have a few contact points. You've got to do a few follow ups and uh, database reactivation as well. That's another big one. Like those are very quick, easy wins. I feel as though, um, <clears throat> you know, someone has a bunch of old leads that, you know, they have at least they're aware of, um, you know, what the product or service is, you can just reach out to them and say, Hey, how's it going? Um, you know, have you thought about this recently? And you can get a lot of sales like that as well. So low hanging fruit.
1: Well, I, I agree. And, and I almost feel as if it's this adversarial approach of you versus me, where they feel that if they hire an internal team, they're like, here's these leads go after them. And then if they hire an agency, it's almost like, because you're an agency, you're not part of our internal team. We wanna make this really hard for you. We want you to go after strangers who never heard of our brand. We want a ROI in six months, even though our sales cycle is nine months. And then they don't even touch their leads. We, you know, so I, I, I agree with you. I'm like Back when CloudTask was a service company, which we're not you, you know, anymore, we had a, a company called Ipswitch where we had 11X ROI. You know what the difference was with that campaign? It was reactivated leads. We went through 4,000 right. leads, right? Uh, we had an 11X or Y and, and <laughs> it took two to tangle. They they had to set us up for success, right? Um, I would imagine that nine, I, I'm putting, throwing numbers out there. It'd be great to collect this stuff, but I would imagine that something like 90% of buyers have old leads that they don't work, but don't give them to uh, outsourced sales agencies. And, and I would imagine that their reasoning is because, they think they're getting more value out of getting an agency to go after strangers but they end up firing the agency and then getting no sales what, what do you think about that statement
0: definitely man i agree i think it's shiny object syndrome it's the it's the idea that um you know, just looking outside it, externally, the next thing is going to come along and save us. Um, you know, it, it, it's really just a case of um, you know, not not every not every business owner needs uh, to work with an agency, right? Sure, they can do it themselves, but if they're going to do it themselves, they should really look inwards and then say, um, you know, what have I got here? Do I actually have something to work with? And if so, like, am I going to follow through and do it? Go for it. If but, if you well, haven't got the time if you haven't got the time then work with us we'll help you out. It's but simple. But your
1: statements ourselves, right? Like unless it's the CEO doing the work himself, if they hire somebody internally or they hire an agency, isn't it still themselves? I'm like you work for them the same way that an employee does. An employee works for them $5,000 a month. Your agency works for them $5,000 a month. Isn't it still them by hiring you? I'm like, why is it this concept that you're somehow not on their team?
0: Right, because it's, again, it's an external. It's it's a... Uh, but if we're all
1: remote a- these days, we're all remote, what the fuck does that external even mean?
0: <laughs> you're not there forever, right? You're They're not going to give you stop-off. But who is, is there forever? Well, look, if you're... In some cases, right? You come across people that, at least in terms of loyalty, they're they, they're there from day one in the company. You know, they've been through everything with you from day one. At least you like to think they're going to stick around forever, right? That that's the goal. Um, I'll tell you what. I
1: you said that they can't give you stock options. Damn right they can. I, I you know, I Tito I, I, Board is um, the owner of Alti Sales, and I think I'm pretty sure that that he he qualifies his customers out more than they qualify him to make sure that you know. If he's going to do it right, he takes an equity stake and he, he gets him over the hump. So I, I still don't – I'm still not sure. You're saying that legally somebody can't give a company stock options? I'll call bullshit. They can.
0: Maybe they could. If you worked out maybe consulting for equity, I think, but not like you know general kind of agency, they're not going to get stock options for, for doing a project, are they?
1: If you ask for it, you're a buyer. Maybe. If I bring you a million dollars of business, I want 5% equity.
0: Uh, but, it's, who a hard, wins? it's a hard who bargain. Wins? If you
1: hit your goal, who's winning? The company. It's a win win. Uh, so, who's a, who has a higher chance of giving you a million dollars in revenue? A company run by Andrew, David, and his teammates that have five years, 10 years experience, or some individual? I would put my bet on a company versus an individual.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. Because you've got the systems there, right? One, once you have the machine and it's running, um, you just you know it's kind of clockwork, right? Um, so you got to start asking
1: for equity, Andrew.
0: Right, probably. <laughs> I, I've, I've been thinking about it. You know, it's it's a big thing. I've been watching these guys like uh, Roland Fraser. I don't know if you've heard of him, and, and there's some other ones as well like um, Hormozy. Like these guys are great.
1: Hormozy, um, I love. In a, uh, in a in a in a good way. He's he's got a great energy. What's the other guy you mentioned? I'm pull up now.
0: And then uh, there's Roland Fraser. He he's um he's really big on the whole consulting for equity thing. Um. So there's there's that too. Obviously it's a, it's a it's a different kettle of fish there, right? But um, I think just generally, um, when it comes down to it, um. Like you said, you know, working remote, um, the whole ex- external internal thing. If someone's happy with, um, with an SDR that we replace, place in most cases, they will, they'll stick with them forever. As long as, as it, you know, it goes both ways. Right. Um, what we do as a company, we actually, um, beyond, you know, the screening, the recruiting phase, we actually set up group interviews. So that way, um, we try to get them set up on a personal level as well, not just in terms of results, so that they feel good about working together as well. Because it's very yeah. much that thing of like, you know, working with an external agency it's aliens, something foreign to me. Um, so that's why we get them set up in that way, and in most cases, it works out well. Like they work together long term on various projects.
1: Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So 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 all right, we got we got that packed what mistakes people are doing tell me about your best buyer who who's who is the who's the buyer that comes to you and you're just like great this is like this is going to be easy to work with the the client's going to be happy we're going to be happy we're going to be together for five years what do they look like are they a b2b um software or service let's start there
0: yeah so in most cases um we we, we've worked with everyone i think um really our best, our best client, I would say is in real estate, um, purely real estate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real estate about. brokers, real estate brokers, real estate agents. Um, they have to be established though, right? We, we don't work with rookie, um, people up and coming, um, purely because they just don't have the budget. They don't have the experience. And again, they're, they're expecting us to work miracles. So, we work, we like, like I was saying before, we work with people that, you know, they know their numbers, they have the systems in place, it, they have their own well-oiled machine, we're coming in and we're supercharging that, right? We're putting in, we're, we're you know, we're throwing down the oil or whatever it is. Um, what it pr- pretty much looks like is, uh, in terms of uh, the campaign, it's either ongoing or it's short burst, you know, reactivation campaigns. It's... Um, uh, you know, cold calling um, to homeowners, um, super straightforward. And because it's such a big industry and such a great industry, never mind what's happening now with, you know, with, uh, with the recession coming up and the interest rates and all that good stuff, but um, it, it, it's still an evergreen industry. There's still always money to be made and there's so much talent out there. It makes it really easy for us to, um, you know, to do our job, which is basically, um, finding the best talent out there, um, you know, screening them out, getting the top one percent of the people that are out there, and setting up interviews, and then helping them to be successful, you know, for long term as well, as part of the team.
1: Yep, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. I like that. I like your focus in that area. Uh, it's good for us to know because we want to bring you that. Uh, we want to bring you that 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 focus, that that uh, that, that 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 customer profile that you know, 80% of your revenue comes from uh, 20% of your buyers. I forgot the rule called that it's, it's always that existing rule. So it's good to hear you say that. Um, and where can they find you? I, like, like, like if somebody wants to reach out to you, where, what's the easiest way to connect with you? Let's say I'm a real estate company. I'm established, right? And I, I want to get some revenue going. I got, I got market validation. I'm not in the need for a consultant. And I'm looking for a long-term relationship with somebody who can deliver. Uh, at Super Virtuals is, is is the go-to. Where can they find you, Andrew?
0: Uh, SuperVirtuals.com. That's us. Uh, or send me an email. Hey, Andrew at SuperVirtuals.com.
1: Awesome, man. You don't have no TikTok, no Instagram, nothing like that.
0: No yeah, Twitter? we do. We're also. Uh, no, I'm I'm not too active on the socials, but uh, we're 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 getting them up and running. We are.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I'm pushing more on those channels. Um, only, only business. In fact, the two guys that you mentioned, I pulled up, um, and you would believe that. Guess how many? Guess how many followers Roland, your boy Roland Frazier, has on TikTok.
0: A lot, for sure. Twenty
1: nine thousand <laughs> point two.
0: Yeah, yeah, Both
1: yeah. 24 businesses, three million to four billion. I teach how to build, grow, and sell seven figures. That's your man, your man Roland. So, he's out there. He's out there on on omni channels. Um, Andrew, you, you're the man. I appreciate it. Uh, you're jumping on the show. It, it's been it's been a blast working with you guys, um, and, I, and I thank you again for uh, contributing to, to helping buyers not make some of these mistakes. And I hope people listening here, if you're a real estate company and you're looking to outsource your your lead generation, your sales, you know, give Roland and uh, Super Virtuals a call.
0: Yeah, 100, man. Appreciate it. All right. Dude. Next time to you, we get
1: cameras on, okay?
0: Anytime, anytime. All right. Cool. <laughs>
1: All right, guys. This is the, right, the, the, the Transform Sales podcast. Amir am writer, signing off.